All right. Welcome to the Fruitless Masturbation and Ego Podcast. I'm your host, Dare. I've been a chronic masturbator for 18 years, and I consistently daydream about beating people up to impress girls. Today's topic, beating off at work. Who does it and why? Yo, bro. And what? Dude, what are you you doing? What? What? We're not doing this podcast today? Bro, this is uh, is awkward philosophy. That's what this is. Oh, shit. My bad. Wrong room. Okay. That's what we're here to talk about today. I mean, I can't get all over that, right? I can't get over all of that stuff right now. But what yeah. I can talk about is OnlyFans right now. It's yeah. what's on my brain. That's the new hot shit right there. You this heard is, about this, this is chick? My language. Can I... No, no, no. Of course you okay. can. <laughs> you heard about that chick, Bella Thorne? Um, you know, she made a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she I apparently see. made most of that by promising people that she was going to sell to she was gonna sell nudes on there because she said she wanted the only fans experience and she offered two hundred dollars to get a nude and it wasn't even her a nude you know right and now she messed it up for the other only fans workers only fans now is changing it from uh seven you could you could get it in a few days yeah. to now it's seven to thirty days yeah, she gotta wait like to get week. paid it's like it was like a funnel like they had the money that that you could have available because I know a little bit about OnlyFans. Right, right, right. It was like funneling in, but now it's gonna be a longer wait waiting period because this she woman just, just well, playing folks. And also, a lot of people ask for that money back. So uh-huh. now, if they paid her out that fast, now they gotta wait, 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 hold up. We need some of this bread. You know what I'm saying? There's no, a, there's they a. Paid her out. She already got. I don't it. know how, if she paid it or yeah. not, but I'm just saying people are asking for their money back. This is a, you know some people like I didn't get to see pussy, like, right. and this is what I want to see. Disgusting. It is. Okay, what's well, the ice cream truck? That's cool. Yeah, That's that fine. No, sure my okay. neighborhood, they got a uh, ice cream truck and they remixed it. Yeah. It's the the entertainer song, which is that racist song, and they it's got like a go go, and it's kind of weird. Oh yeah. You heard that? <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Exactly. It's that dude. Yeah, that's just hilarious, oh, man. Um, I just it's so loud to me. I'm it's just Bob. I like a little bit of. Uh, I don't feel like. Having a podcast in a vacuum is realistic. Okay. We're not in a vacuum. It's real. All right. All right. You know what I'm saying? There are ice cream trucks. <laughs> so whatever. Nevertheless, uh, dude, like... He sits there for a while. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. It's okay. No, um, when it comes to OnlyFans, do you feel like... Do you feel like... It's a little bit weird, but I feel like I'm happy. One, we have more access to... Pretty much everyday girls asking titties. Exactly. And that's the thing I like about it because, you know, the porn stars or whatever, they do their scenes. I think the, uh, like, I've always been an amateur porn type of guy anyway. I feel you. So it's like, to for me, it's all about like, ooh, what she got to show. You know what I mean? And like, I, I will admit, I've been a little addict for a while. Ever since, like, ever since I got my little credit card and all that shit. 
I was going wild with the you know OnlyFans and because to be able to see like oh you know this this is a girl you could be with type of thing. She's accessible as closer. It's like a girl yeah. that's at the library. It's like a girl next door type of vibe. Thank you. It's like is she, could I? Well, I wonder what yeah. her ass looks like. And you get to see you that. can see that. And so that's like is that okay? Is that going crazy? I mean, she making money, you know, and and uh, we get to see the exclusive content, and it's and it's, it's, it's I feel like it's a win win for everybody if you you know don't steal people's content, but that's what happens too. That's, that's in the game thing. too. That's another. Thing. That's in the game. I mean, if you're playing that game, you have to accept that that's a possible that's reality. Yeah, you're playing right. that game gamble. That is a that is a possibility. Everything that can be bought could be stolen, possibly. Right. And so, that's why some woman, like this one woman, name is Ricky Redbone. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm naming names. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, shout out. Yeah, shout out to her. She got a lot of videos up there. Um, she a little older, but she looks nice. Um, she started putting stolen on her videos. The mm. words. Oh. So if they see it, that's a watermark. Else, so if you watch that, anywhere else. Like stolen, so it can be taken down. But then she changed it to her actual name, Ricky uh-huh. Redbone. So, because like stolen just looks stupid for a while. It does. Like, so she took that down and put an actual watermark on it. So watermarks help. Like, uh-huh. so nobody can't say, "Oh, this is me." Like, girls can steal other girls' content. True. And write it off as them. Or somebody right. else can like just steal somebody else's content and start selling. Watermarks are stuff. important. It's yeah. important. That's what it comes down to. So it's like it's like it's like. Uh, I like it. I like it because it's like that girl next door, like that amateur stuff, and it's like uh, just regular porn. It's just like it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're at a point now, now where we have access to look at anything you want to see now, yeah. any possible thing, and you're by yourself, so you go yeah. look it up. Have you ever looked at porn with a girl? Not a long time, but yeah. It's you don't really look what you want to look up at. You look safe. You just like big boobies or yeah. some booty or something. You don't look, look at up, your real. You look, you look up standard like <laughs> ebony, ebony girl fucked by fire. Exactly. That's uh, it. And she's like, that's all you like. And you're like, yes, that's it. You don't uh, really. Uh, 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 ebony massage gently. Thank you. Rub down passionately. You type in the words ta- so passionately. Cold, passionate sex. Some shit. And it's like, really? Is that what you look like? And no, that's not. Family man. Family man comes and caresses and slowly makes a wonderful dinner and runs a bubble bath. Right. Which is not around. <laughs> it's a whole nother game. See, this what this what most of be typing teen and shit. Now I don't play that. I don't do that teen, teen. shit. See, that's, I, I, I looked it up. And most, that's one of the most popular categories on these porn sites. Yeah. So, you gotta think. People got problems, you know. But we're not gonna get into that. That's a whole different... Well, actually, no. Yes and. My, yes. Yeah. Like, okay. that's the thing. <laughs> Girls are turning 18. Now, yeah, where does this go? Right. With this sexual empowerment, uh-huh. how far does this go? Really? Like... Girls know at 16 I'm getting the OnlyFans as soon as I turn 18. That's a thing. That's weird. Yeah. That's your first thing? Or is that a world that we should be living in? Should women know how valuable their 18-year-old titties are at the time they're 16? I don't know. That's kind of young. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> that's kind of... I don't think a 18-year-old... I mean, that's what an 18-year-old is thinking about sex. But 
you know, now she think about sex and money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, She's right. like, I can make money off this right off the bat. Part of me feels like they should have other focuses, but I mean, yeah, it's I get their prerogative. It. That's, though. that's where we're getting. Is where like, especially with Twitter, like you can just put porn on Twitter. You can straight up and put it just it's yeah. Like, they it's don't porn care on Twitter. There is, and it's like highly obsessive. You know, since the age of high internet porn is like, the game has changed. High speed internet porn. Why is it bad for a woman to have a body all out? Oh boy, he said, well. Why is it bad for a woman to have a pussy and her titties out and her ass? We, because, well, it's, 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 Why it's, is it's, it's the way society has been. It's like, uh, a woman's supposed to be cover up and then, you know, all this. It, it just, just in a normal sense of like standards so mm-hmm. outside of, I mean, porn, in, like we, we're just culture. getting to that point in society where we're actually open to this and celebrating this type of, uh, this type of, uh, these type of things. Yeah. So it's like for some people, a lot of people, older people, mostly and Christian people, religious people, it's hard for them to like to open up to that idea of women being free to express themselves that sexually. Yeah, and uh, like I don't know if. I think that if we get to a point where a titty is just a titty, mm-hmm. is that really gonna be good for women? How good is that gonna be? If the if I don't have that little like if I don't have that little like, you ever seen a nipple when you weren't supposed to see a nipple? Oh, it's a nipple. Yeah, you get excited. You be like, nigga, that's a nipple. That's a nipple. Yes, right it, I was thinking about that too. Like, when 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 we get to the point of total desensitization, what happens? If I just if pussy and titty is nothing to me, because I've seen every girl. I'm in high school. I've seen all the teachers' titties already. I've seen everybody. I know everyone should look like it's easy access. Like, what's? I think when then I think you might. I don't know. My one of my thoughts is you might go into like as you watch more porn, you go into more and more perverted territories. You think? Or do you think we'll be desensitized so it won't have the value anymore? So. Porn won't be something that you go and look for. I think so. I think that's kind of happened to me too, because I've like I said, I've almost drowned myself into these OnlyFans to the point where I'm just like, I've seen it all. I'm, I'm about like over. I'm 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 almost over the the hump of like watching porn or whatever. I'm like getting over it. It's like sometimes I like pull it up on Twitter. I'm just like, yeah. You know, the, I mean, it doesn't even excite me because I've seen so much. It's like my 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 mind, and my heart wants more than just this. Like like I said at the top, these fruitless masturbation sessions. Yeah, you know, it's like some who gonna love my dick. You know what I mean? It's true. I want that's besides what I, me. That's what I think about. It's real shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> besides me. Besides me. Like for myself, nigga. That's what I, yeah, I'm like. <laughs> I'm like what? Nigga. No, nigga. Besides me, nigga, I love your dick. No, nigga, me. Right. For yourself. myself. Myself. Man, what whatever. Nevertheless. That was confusing. <laughs> nevertheless, it's it, it's gonna get to a point which may be good that we don't even care the value is there, so then nobody can really sell it. Or is it smarter? Or are they gonna swing in another direction and women gonna start covering up? Is it you know they gonna Maybe. restrict? It might be a breaking point. They may break and say, "I don't want to show you nothing." Then we just turn into a 
a state of where women are all wearing sheets and covering up. Because that's real power. We really don't want to realize that. Like me showing you my eyes. I don't know. Yeah. I've been to the Middle East. Girl's eyes look gorgeous because everything right. else is covered up. She does her eyes up. You're like, wow, you can't even imagine what the rest of everything else look like. You know right. what I'm saying? So they might get to that point where everything's also in reverse. You cover up more for the for the tease. The tease might become another become a thing. I, I I'm not gonna say immediately. I'm gonna say about fifty years. It's gonna take a while. Because we just got to this point of I mean, we're moving girls. very fast. Yeah. We move fast. Yeah. Bella Thorne, this whole situation with these girls now getting money, they yeah. something messed it up. Is I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But the, some girls are in other countries that they was living off this. A lot of these women and first of all, it's not even women too. A lot of men are. Um our men are OnlyFans too making money too. Um, yeah. Like Miss Be Nasty, one of the probably the biggest uh, OnlyFans woman, Miss Be Nasty. Um, she does videos with this guy named Nasir, whatever, I forgot his name. Uh-huh. But he's popular too, so it's like a whole nother thing. I talked to my gay friend Michael. He's like, Oh, it's a whole nother side on it with the gay stuff and I'm like, it's a whole nother thing. So I don't they, even know about that because I don't watch that. But everyone can get on a pay there's a paywall. Yeah. We all could do it. Right. Get regular straight men where our imagination and dignity and all that shit is just we like, are this shit. I don't want to watch no have no gay niggas watch me, nigga. Make Why? Money. Who cares? Why not? Right. They don't touch you. They you are, say, you, touch, you yeah. laying there jerking off? Who cares? Or just jumping around? You can do anything. These girls yeah. are cooking pork chops. Right. Sometimes. Not, exactly. You just put some booty shorts on or something, nigga, stand in your kitchen. Somebody's going to watch that. It's weird, but I bet you make some bread. Right. If you're comfortable with it, if you need to make some money in these hard times. In this it's pandemic, there for you. It's right there. You do have options. And the OnlyFans has only gone up since the pandemic. And a lot of these women are making a lot of money. They do. They hope, I hope they're going to pay their taxes. Um, but, um, a part of me personally is feeling like I need to pull it back because I've jumped into the deep end. Um, like I have a few favorites that had just keep getting me. I was like, nah, I ain't going to resubscribe. I already, you know, I'm seeing all her stuff and she put on the sale and I'd be like, all right, let me get it. You know what I mean? Well, they're betting on our lack of discipline. Yeah. They're betting on the, the, the the power that that we give them yeah. for the pussy. And you business. know, it's like, it's good advertisement too that gets me too because I don't just click on like, oh, you know, you know, she, she, she fine. Like, I don't, I don't really follow the IG girls. Mm-hmm. You know, I follow like regular, regular-ish girls and one thing that gets me, it's like, oh, how many videos she got? What's the video count that she showing some previews go to, I, I check out the Twitter I check out the Instagram right I, I bet it you know I mean you do you do your due diligence I do my due diligence dog, but as there, should. there are some that I felt like I wasted my money of course yes but um there's a few I like that are very good and there's a guy on OnlyFans that reviews them man so he's great um, <laughs> and that's what we're getting at and I think yeah. that's great what's the dude name ah he's saying OnlyFans reviews that's what that's, just look it up on Twitter uh-huh. he got a whole fucking word document I mean, it's vibe shit. It, they it's got real. links connected to but it. But just like on another note, I think the men that are angry, the men that are angry, not the women that are angry, uh, definitely have watched porn. Definitely have, what's the name? What do you mean the men that are angry? Okay. Uh, specifically dudes that are like shouting out on Twitter on how like these girls are disgusting and that they're, the, yeah. these girls are disgusting. Uh, specifically with like WAP, the shit, the video just came out, but like the anger towards that about like how they feel like the world is going to go because women are being more free with themselves. Yeah. 
they definitely watch porn. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not like they're not watching. And so they just don't look at those women as one. The pussy has power over them, and they hate that right. part of it. And I think that's what I'm trying to, for me personally, yeah. to get over. I don't want. That I mean, women, gen- men in general, we all need to I'm trying to have power on myself. Yes. So that's me. That's what that's like. But that's all of us. <laughs> yeah. We all need to have more power of ourselves and more discipline. And that's yeah. where like the real shit comes from. That's the reality of like what's really important to me and what is my purpose and all that shit inside you know what i'm saying yeah. and then all that shit doesn't really and then they if we if all men were to be on that the world will be in a better place yeah. but also it's not bad for dudes to trick off and fucking spend some bread and provide or whatever yeah, but I mean, just like you know but then you got the you got these like extreme you know these extreme like red pill guys mctow guys that like nah man don't be on the only fans you know you only fan, you know, they be on that. I mean, yeah, calling people cucks and simps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. simping, simping, simps or whatever. Yeah, spending money on a woman to me does not make you that. Do you think that makes you a simp? Uh, part of me says no. Part of me says sometimes. It depends. Uh huh. It depends. Like if it's if you got it, what if you have? Yeah, if you got it, then it's why like, is it okay? It's okay. What but makes it, it more? What What makes it bad is like. If you expect something from a woman, I guess. If you after paying, like if you give this woman some money and you expecting to get something from her, uh-huh. then that's that's like, oh, I hope she do this. I hope she. No, like, that's the weak shit. That's, yes, yeah. like, when you're being you, nice for her to to that to, to, to be like, oh, maybe she'll. That's yeah, maybe she'll. You know, fuck and, you. right? No, that's then the that, shit. But if you have no expectations from her, you just you give just giving her bread. Yeah, like, that's free. Just like here, have fun, shake your ass, thank you, like cool. That's what it is, you know. Yeah. That's that. That's I think that's the difference. Uh, yeah, that came out naturally. <laughs> no, but dudes think that yeah, the misconception is dudes think that they can get on OnlyFans and then that, just get on it and then not do anything more. You know what I'm saying? Once you get past that paywall, now she's like, oh, you want to text me or you want this video or you want this? You want to have yeah. a conversation? What's up? On an even deeper level, there's niggas that meet up with these chicks sometimes. Yeah. I've seen it. I've, I've, I know some dudes that meet up with them, and they're chicks that you wouldn't be able to just walk up and talk to. Right. You know, the cr- price is insane. It's crazy, but it's possible. It and if you head. come correct, it's possible. If you got it, fine. Whatever. Do your thing. It, I think that we should talk. Uh, you know, yeah. if only I had. Here's why I talk to the intelligent and wonderful and talented Danica Maya. Uh, What a gift. I studied digital media um, and marketing in Copenhagen. Uh Yeah. So. So, mm, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So cool. Go ahead. (laughs) So I started. um, Yeah. So I studied that. And then my first job, my first adult job was uh, working for Vice Media. So I was doing both uh, editorial and like brand partnerships at Vice. And that was, um, yeah, that was my my first big girl job. Wow. Um, You know, I just did this post and I kind of just had an epiphany, you know, that like, um, that like, First of all, uh, what do you do? What are you doing now? So I am a cam girl. Uh, I do live webcam uh, and private shows, um, mm. and I am an OnlyFans creator, also of Beautiful. a sexual nature. Though you don't okay. have to be to use mm-hmm. OnlyFans. Uh, and then I recently launched a female empowerment 
platform called Money Mama Club, which hosts uh, workshops, paid workshops. So basically trying to explain to people that they need to digitize their skills and talent and they can do that in the form of a digital course or a workshop and uh, on the platform I help them to create it and then they can post it on my platform and I get a a revenue share of whatever they decide to charge that's badass so like from what you were on the you were a tra- you were born to be a trailblazer you're in <laughs> you're in the the silicon valley mm-hmm. which is always of culture on the edge right already uh, you're from the bay which is free thinking we know that already okay you got into digital media and marketing so this uh, in this area you're like exactly where you should be and you always have been exactly and- I just did this post where, and I had an epiphany where I said, you know, like, you know, sex workers have always kind of pushed entertainment technology along. Like, absolutely. I mean, porn VCR. is always at the forefront of yes. of technology. <laughs> like, VR started in porn. Uh, yes. Cryptocurrency is being way more widely used in in the online sex industry than in normal vanilla life um absolutely yeah and 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 on the like even if we go back in time vhs's got pushed around faster because people want to you know exchange porns they were in the stores and people had them um then you went to dvds that dvds and those went went around people were burning those faster those were then you go to then when we were on limewire people were using torrents and downloading that first then streaming it's just like uh it's the cutting edge and now we're in a place where you know the industries entertainment industries in general are changing to are are going to be changing to paywall whether we want to whether we yeah. want to admit it a lot a lot of people are going to be doing that and uh here we have on the forefront and now it has this weird connotation but really it's it's a business model <laughs> it's a it's business a really good business model and i'm so excited about um people you know on the mainstream starting to catch on and join OnlyFans because when I was working in media, uh, you know, everything was run by, everything was run by advertisements, right? So it's like, it's the difference between TV where you have to sit through the commercials and Netflix where you subscribe and you don't get the commercials Um, In terms of, you know, influencers and artists were making a lot of money doing brand deals and media companies were existing by doing uh, advertisements, native advertising, sponsored posts, branded content, all that stuff. And it just doesn't make sense for the audience because the audience doesn't care. Yeah. Or the artist. Yeah. The loops that we're having to jump through, especially after Napster, music after Napster, the going through the process of streaming for artists is just, it's, I mean, yes, it's, it made music more available for people in the audience, and that's great. But like, as you do the math on how much people are making off of Spotify, it's rude. It's nothing. It's rude. <laughs> yeah. It's straight up rude. I, yeah. I was just talking to, uh, I'm also doing an interview series for Money Mama Club, and I was just talking to an independent artist 
Uh, and she's, you know, she, she gets, she's still very underground, but she has some songs with bigger uh, producers uh, and features that are getting streamed, you know, a decent amount. And she was like, it's a joke. It's a joke, the money that I make from that. And, and, and influencers too, YouTubers, anybody who built this time growing a massive following, you know, in LA, I used to work at a restaurant and the hostess was making, you know, like $15 an hour and she had 300,000 followers on Instagram and, uh, and she made an OnlyFans during the lockdown because the restaurant closed and now she's buying Cartier for her boyfriend and flashing stacks on Okay, Instagram. so let's, let's go back. Let's, yeah. let's go back some. What was your journey into into webcamming what how did you what was the, the the transition from from marketing and then into i'm gonna empower myself with 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 another means and i'm tired of this what, what how did you get to that uh so i was uh yeah so like i said i was working at vice and and when i started at vice it was my dream job because i wanted to be on the editorial side and uh-huh. then i you know, I started as an unpaid intern and I was getting to do all of the cool stories and all, and everybody thought I was so cool and I, you know, felt great and everything was awesome. And then as soon as it came time for my unpaid internship to end, they were like, well, you know, to be honest, editorial doesn't really make any money. So you're going to have to switch over to the advertising side. And that, so then I ended up working in advertising and branded content for the next like four or five years. And um, I eventually switched to another company that paid me a lot more. And in 2018, I was living in LA and working for one of these companies and the Me Too movement was happening. And, uh, you know, a lot of the things that I had always been super frustrated with in terms of I was like workplace stuff workplace stuff yeah sexual uh, you know not even necessarily harassment but just a general like you know like it was so normalized I wouldn't even consider it harassment you know that just like oh you know I'm the one with all the ideas sitting and doing the work but it's all men in the higher positions who then take my idea and present it to the client and then I just come to the client dinner to like be pretty and charm them anyway. Um, and, and do the even work of closing the deal too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, and, and I was like, you know what, this is bullshit. This just sucks. And you know, I'm, I'm really not making that much money, you know, like, okay, 70, I was making 75, um, which for like a 27 year old is, pretty good it's nice still it's nice but but that's not it's bigger than that and your worth you knew was way more exactly and so I I just got fed up and I didn't know so I quit and for a year I was just trying like every possible freelance thing because I was like the most important thing is I just don't want to be stuck in an office for 10 hours a day because I have all of these other Like, you know, I want to take acting classes. I want to take dance classes. I want to take writing classes. I want to, like, grow my skills and talents 
um, and I need a job that's gonna let me do that uh, without, you know, having to sit and give away my entire day. So I did mm. a bunch of things, and nothing was making me enough money. I was constantly stressed, and um, I started doing background acting. And then on, uh, I got asked if I would be down to be a featured background. So that means that, you know, uh, I, I still don't have any lines, but I'm like, I would get, you know, a name uh, mm-hmm. or, or like a, an actual, you know, credit and they would focus on me. And it was for the HBO show called The Deuce, where, which is oh, wow. about the early porn industry. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So the role was I would be a stripper that they go and try and scout to be a porn star. And, uh, and I was like, okay, cool. So featured, they were like, you have to be okay with nudity, like topless nudity. And um, you'll probably get like, I think it's something like 200, like the normal rate is like $100 a day. Uh, for background, I would get like $200 a day to be talkless on HBO. And I was stoked about it. I was like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. And um, they asked if I had pole dancing experience. And I lied and said yes. And I was like, you know, I'll just go to an advanced pole dancing class. I'm sure I'll learn something. I'll learn like one thing I can impress them with. And, um, <laughs> and like, uh, I'll just fake it. And so I went to a pole dancing class um, and it was taught by a former stripper. And then there were a bunch of current strippers in the class who were just like practicing for work and some cam girls as well. And so I started talking to the girls in the, in the class and I like, I did not know what a cam girl was at all. And my mind was just completely blown by by, you know, the, the way that these girls totally changed my stereotypical, you know, uh, idea of what sex workers were, because I, I admit, like, I, I was, you know, on the, on the vanilla side of things, even though I had worked at Vice and I had done a lot of sex positive articles before. It's totally different than knowing sex workers and hanging out with them. And right. And yeah, so I started talking to them and um, I asked if I could interview some of them just for my own personal, like to get back into that vice mode that I was excited about uh, before. Mm -hmm. And I did, I did these interviews with them and I posted them on, on Instagram and everybody was clapping and I was like totally inspired by the things that they had to say And I was like, you know, and one of the things that stood out to me the most was uh, the cam girl was saying that, you know, journalists and and documentarians, they often do stories about sex workers because people love hearing stories about sex workers. And she was like, and fuck them because they get all the credit. They, you know, like the sex worker never gets famous from it it's never like it's never that all that great for the sex worker there's usually some you know negative kind of like spin put on it 
and and the and the journalist gets all of the credit and that really shook me because I was like damn that's yeah that is exactly what places like Vice do right they they like deliver use... these these colorful stories to mm-hmm. vanilla people get paid and get renowned for it and then that person goes on and lives the really awesome the life yeah like the actual life that, exactly. that's marginalized yeah uh very so, much so do... that that flips yeah. the switch i was like all right then i'm gonna do it myself because i don't want to be i don't want to be like a faker you know i don't want to be a fake i want to like really see what this is like and I did it. And my first day on cam, I made $500 in three hours and mm. I was fucking sold. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you, uh, do you feel like you have uh, way more, uh, you feel like you're doing what you want to do when you have more control of your time and your day and thus your life? Absolutely. I feel like I'm, in complete control of my day in in terms of and and I still fill my days with things that are you know like working towards my goals but I have to work so much less you know like I get on cam for a couple of hours a day I update my OnlyFans once or twice a day send a few messages there and that's the work part and it's still fun as fuck. I'm sitting in my house talking to people who are huge fans, telling me I'm gorgeous and like throwing money at me. And then I go on with my day and I can work on Money Mama, which doesn't make me money yet. I can do these interviews. I can go to the pole dancing studio and train. It's like, it's incredible. Okay, but do you, do you feel like men are still gatekeepers in that, in that industry? And, uh, and, and do you feel like, I mean, there's still people and especially men just in the way in between of, of women making money there? Definitely. Um, it, it comes down to we're still living in a capitalist society, right? So I, most of the porn sites and cam sites are owned by men. I, I believe OnlyFans is owned by men as well. Um, and it comes down to like, if I could afford the, you know, the technical services that come with making a complicated site like that, the marketing that comes with, um, with it, you know, they, they, the campsites, uh, they promote you only fans does not, but the campsites promote you. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could afford all of that on my own, sure, I would do it on my own, but it's still a cost. So it's better in the sense that, I mean, it sucks that we are all, all of us cam girls on the site that I cam on, which is called myfreecams.com. All of us are just making the owners of that site so much money. It's insane. They take like 40% um, of your income. That's pretty insane. That's pretty insane. That's pretty insane. But So really that $500 day was like, was what 2015 what a oh, thousand oh no it was it, yeah exactly it was like a thousand dollar day and then yeah. or a nine hundred dollar day in three yeah. hours and yeah, then my take home was 500 yeah okay no and this isn't this isn't this is just the numbers and you're on the edge of it and like 
and this isn't like a by no means you're still smarter than the you're smarter than most people so but like this is just exposing like where the real money is like in every industry you know what i'm saying right. and so like this this conversation someone else can listen to it and i'm sure you're talking to other people and there's probably like tech women in tech industries are like that's an issue and could fix that you know exactly um, that's the thing we all need to you know in in the current structure of uh of economy that we have now we have to just keep working until we can own these sites ourselves like you have to become the capitalist yourself how do you feel about men people and men that are like jealous of you empowering yourself through your sexuality Mm, I think that or speak negatively of it and, and it comes from a place of jealousy I just said that first but like you know yeah. so you're shameful of it try and be shamed you know exactly every every um, negative comment because you know it, it's not it's just it's not bad like there's nothing wrong with masturbating there's nothing wrong with having consensual sex whether there's a transaction or not, there is nothing morally or ethically wrong with it. It all comes from shame. All of the, the bad stigma comes from cultural um, shame and, and that's it. And so, so when people have negative things to say, it's all a projection of being told their whole lives, like not to, you know, not to respect women like that or people like that. Obviously, it's not only women who are sex workers, but it's it just um, yeah, it just comes from this place of constantly being told not to do something. And then when you see someone break out and do it anyway and have success, like that's annoying. I, I get it. That's really frustrating. When the, we've tried to design a world where they can't do that. Uh, right. How would you like people to be thinking? Right. If does that make sense? Like, like that, where would you like to see the thoughts, the th- the minds go uh, when they when they think about uh, sex workers and things like that? Well, I think that also the you know the when people are like, oh, I just don't understand why somebody would pay to talk to someone. I don't understand why somebody would pay for photos or videos or sex or a lap dance. Like it comes from a a place of, of sex privilege as well. Like the fact that you can't fathom not being able to get those things for free. Um, Like understand that we can completely understand that it's a natural human need to to have some kind of interaction to have some kind of sexual release to have some kind of you know some kind of like sexual interaction we completely accept that that's healthy and normal and and everything but then we don't uh we don't accept that people can also provide that as a service like then you know and we also glorify uh you know, certain standards of beauty and all of these things. So thank you. Okay. Like, like, I was going to hope you talked about that. I mean, like, well, the access from a, 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 a guy, uh, first off, you see hot girls all the time. Right. But for the most part, you're not having the access to sit down and talk to those girls. You don't have the no. time to sit down, more or less them touch you or rub on you at all. So right. uh, those, 
there's a there's dudes definitely want that that's most of the time the only thing that they want to do in life really <laughs> right and, uh, here's an opportunity to do that but you know the the issue is that that the issue is, is they can't believe that those women can actually be completely successful and make a lot of money from that, you know, uh, from that, you know, that that little window of opportunity of them sitting down and talking with them for a second. You exactly. Know? It's it's like people think that the only the only women who work in strip clubs are just like indefinitely horny and and just love talking to you know whoever like. They just don't understand that it's a job. It can be a job. It's a service. And and to be emotionally, like, open and willing to do that job is a beautiful thing. It's a great thing. Like, I, I would just love for people to see it as, um, as a, a, a helping industry in the same way that, you know, going to get a haircut or going to a therapist or going to you know, get a massage or whatever that is. Like it's intimate, um, you know, emotional connection and not that it's emotional from the sex worker side, but you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a performance of emotional and intimate and sexual connection. And I want people to see it as both, you know, understand that it's, a job it's not real it does it doesn't mean that every every sex worker just wants to be fucked by whoever wherever whenever but that they might for a a price a certain price and everybody has their price you know whether it's money or looks or 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 whatever it is or a certain number of dinners before you get in my pants or a certain um a certain uh like uh number of conversations or open vulnerability like everybody has their price of what it takes to get x y and z in terms of sex uh you know or or whatever it is how, how does the what does the world look like if if uh if uh sex workers get if it goes in the right direction for sex workers like uh does does the does the average girl have an only fan no 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 i don't even know to say average girl um does like our our only fans like a like an instagram for a girl or or a finsta you know uh yeah only fans and and uh like what what is that how does that look yeah I mean, I am positive. I, I could almost bet on Instagram implementing a uh, an option to charge to follow you because they are, I mean, they already just put up reels, right? They're yeah. like going to take over TikTok. And so many people, you know, Cardi B just made an OnlyFans um, and uh, so many mainstream artists and and influencers are going to follow suit i just know it and so i'm sure it's instagram would be would be that that's that would be very wild because women have to cover their nipples so what now you're gonna have a paywall for for nude for nudity i mean we would watch instagram it might 
it's not necessarily nudity. It's like the, I mean, we're talking about uh, a paywall just in general for for anybody like Mm, that. You just have to pay to, to like be a fan, be a follower, be a fan. But I mean, yeah, if, if the world were nicer to sex workers, I think that, I mean, I really think everybody would be, would be happier if you could just openly admit that it's already like everybody, again, everybody watches porn, but it's so, it's so shameful to be a porn creator, you know? That was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was quite inf- informal information, a lot of information. I felt like it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? She put me on game on a lot of things. I didn't right. realize, you know what I'm saying, how the numbers break down, and, and especially for them webcam girls, you know? Mm, yeah, I didn't either. Um, well, I mean, I knew a lot about the, the webcam stuff, but I didn't know that, the, I didn't know the percentages and stuff like that. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was a that was like, a $1,000 day like that. In three hours? That's yeah. crazy. It's a good day. But then, how much did she make, really? You know, I don't know. Did she say it was $1,000 a day, but they took how much? They took half of that, you know? Yeah. So, that's like taxes. Well, um, then, then, on top of that, she got to pay taxes. But still, how can I talk? Who cares? I, I'm not doing that. I'm not pulling even them numbers at all. Right. <laughs> Especially not for th- three hours? Okay. Nevertheless, it's, it's smart. Also, the money mama thing... You know, uh, empowering other people. I just think that's super smart. It really is. I mean, um, it it is. Yeah, I don't know how much money she's making from that. But, um, <laughs> um uh, how much is she making? A lot of money from that. Yeah, she's doing well. I mean, I'm not trying okay. to counter pockets, but yes, yeah, okay. she's doing wonderful. Okay, you know, no, no, no. But the, I guess the the more important part is. is I got a way more understanding of the business model and a way more respect for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. She's she she looks like she's doing good, and I hope I hope her success continues in the uh, OnlyFans and webcam industry. And I think there's a lot of and the money mama. You know what I'm saying? Once mama, those right. other things. Uh, shout out to that. I, I look forward. You know, and a lot of the stuff is about. You know, once I gain a better understanding about things, uh, I can I can move more. You know, uh, once I gain understanding, that means having people that are that are in my life that I actually can talk to and ask questions about, rather than moving in fear or ignorance about it. You know what I'm saying? I, I can I can be better off. But a lot of times, you just look at somebody as a those people over there. You know, mm-hmm. I don't understand it, and I don't get how I can get there. So why do I need to even understand it? You know. I I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, and she mentioned something about um, the men having all, like, this control over the the webcam industry. I mean, they really kind of do. A lot of these men own these webcam sites, and then they have webcam houses. Oh, yeah, that shit's gross. It's like... It's 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 kind of it's straight up pimping, really. If you're virtual, a girl and you're listening to this pimping. and you're a webcam, which I don't probably don't have any webcam models that listen. If you do, though, like get out of that and go 
Go you sit can. in your own place. Get a camera. Invest in a camera. Start a start a. You can start a GoFundMe on there, right? Tell them mm-hmm. to fund it and buy you some camera and go sit somewhere else. Right. But nobody should be doing that. Empower ourselves, man. Right. You can do it at home on your own, and you know. Um, but I'm sure she's talking about that on Money Mama. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, and like, um, that the movie you should all watch on Netflix. It's called Jezebel. Oh yeah, I that's seen that about. Shit. That's about the webcam stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, other than that, there is other ways these women can capitalize on their own content, which is one thing is just sell the videos directly to people. True. I mean, you can like cash app out. Well, you can pull. I've seen them post a post a menu. Yeah. Of like how much these exactly. things are, so and then, but I'm posting them not just. Buy. This whole thing wasn't just about me. Just it wasn't about girls and things like that. It honestly was also about like a paywall and how, as an artist, I how can I now use a paywall for my benefit as well? And where where is art? Where is a lot of stuff going? You know what I'm saying? As far as as an artist and you getting paid for the stuff you put out. Now I'm not gonna price my. I thought today about like. You know how do? Why would people want to pay for my shit? Why would people want to even come see it? But the product has to be good, and the price. I, I, I'm not about like, I don't know. I want something tangible, and I want something high quality, and it doesn't have to break your bank. Well, yeah, I mean, it can be. First of all, I mean, you have OnlyFans and Patreon. OnlyFans and Patreon. That's what yeah. I mentioned. OnlyFans has been kind of associated with porn now. Because yeah. It has a connotation I mean, with that now. Like, oh, you got an OnlyFans? Right, right. Really? You got an OnlyFans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. got an OnlyFans link in her Instagram right. account? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> You know, it's been associated. On all my links? Yeah, you know. With an Amazon wish list? Right. She got a link tree? Yeah, oh, Jesus. Mm, what's she about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a, there's a, there's a. Uh, stigma. A stigma to, attached to having an OnlyFans account. Yeah. Because the OnlyFans just used to be for everything. Right. And it is still. It still is. It's still mostly for porn. Now it's mostly for that's porn. What people so that's, why for. People, that's, that's what people use it for. But Patreon is another thing where you can, anybody could, that's more welcome for any other type of artistry. And I think sometimes it can be a numbers game. Like you, you might have to like, if you can get on YouTube and get enough people to watch you on YouTube. You can funnel them you can, somewhere else. You can funnel them to only, not only fans. Or OnlyFans, you can follow them to Patreon and get a good amount of revenue from Patreon. Yeah, because your YouTube is so big. Well, you know, I know people that that do that. Yeah, Sorry. I you know no 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 problem. You're fine. No, that's true. It's real stuff. Um, you know, I feel as though the world where the world is at right now, we need to we need to be able to focus on ourselves though too. Um, and and a lot of that have to do with discipline. A lot of that have to do with accepting your truth of what you have. Uh, you know, my next guest is 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 really helped me with that, and uh, so I just want to bring on my next wonderful guest, Jay. Hello, Jay. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? We on? How's it going? All right. Can't complain with it in the heat. No, I feel it. You're uh, you you down in uh, Long Beach area, right? Yeah. Uh, is the heat beating y'all up, or is it kind of cool because you're near the water? I mean, it's you know, you 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 have a Long Beach complaint, you know, that it ain't as cool as it usually is, but it yeah. ain't ten degrees hotter than, than uh, it is in LA. 
paradise isn't as paradisey today. Type, yeah. Type, so. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. It's still an irritant. Uh, cool. You're being from um, the Inland Empire. But what was that again? I said, damn sure being from the Inland Empire, it ain't too bad. Right. No, I, I totally, uh, I totally, totally see that. So, uh, well, I guess first, I want to introduce you, Jay. Um, man, I, the research I've done. Okay. Jay, veteran. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say life, uh, life coach, um, yoga, yoga teacher, right? Uh, father, um, <laughs> you know, pet owner. From what I know, uh, <laughs> uh, and and all of our awesome dudes, you know, um, from who I know so much, and you know, uh, I never told you this, but you know, you, you when we met, I was in a, a very weird place and in, on a weird path, and you popped up into my life at the end of like a uh, a weird chapter, and you were like outside the matrix and turn the page for me. And I, I, you know what I'm saying, was able to look forward and I thank you for that. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's crazy, you know? So <laughs> I want to thank you for that. Uh, Jay, everybody, um, you know, I, the first thing I want to ask you is like, how did you get, well, where, you grew up in LA, right? Yep. Born and raised in the hood. Mm-hmm. In South Central LA, what they call South LA now, but yeah, I was born and raised there. Okay. And I had to escape from it. No, I feel you. And you went into the military, right? Oh yeah. Well, let's let's say I escaped into the military since I was already kind of in a war zone. Why not get paid to do it? Man, and uh, which is a which is a a route that a lot of people in America take that don't have that their options are that that's what their option is that's a a way out. Let me go through this tunnel of of war and who knows how it will come out on the other side. But that's mm-hmm. an opportunity for me to for better, uh, which is so weird. But uh, you know, um, and then you got out and, and and what was your thoughts once you got out? Like where was your, what was your directions? Oh man. You know, I, I was just in survival mode, just I think uh, being born and raised on the streets, you're just looking to make it. And so I uh, made it into the military and then made it out of the military, you know, uh, thanks to well, that movie Saving Private Ryan. There's that that rule that if you only got um, if you're a single child, you're the last person carrying your name and you can get out. And so I got out. I was like, all right, what next? Let me use what I've learned from that and get a job and start my life. You know, that was what I'm learning logistics, you know, driving forklifts, warehouse work that got me to do warehouse work. And now that allowed me to uh, start moving forward with what I thought was the American dream. Right. And, um, you know, the American dream, the, the paradox that that is, um, you, you are in this, in my mind, spiritually, at guru status. How did you get... <laughs> what was your journey and when did you start opening your eyes to realize, hey, this this is this something's going on here. I need to look around or or that made you go on to your spiritual journey, I guess. What was the, the first steps or how did you get onto that? 
Oh, man. Well, one, I got kicked out of church about seven or eight years old. Simply for asking why they was kicking, you know, they was passing around the place so much. And because they couldn't answer me in a logical way, you know what I'm saying? They kicked me out, cussing and screaming, like, you know, I must have motherfucked the entire congregation on my way out the door. Hey, I, I was hood, you know? Yeah. And that was one of the best Sundays I had in my life. I was like, damn, I didn't have to be in that church. I could be out playing. And so from that moment, I had, you know, I just kind of threw religion in the trash. It was, you know, pointless. And again, I was only seven, eight years old. And so I began to call myself an atheist. And as I pushed my way through my life, you know, from surviving gang banging and dope dealing to the military to now getting out and um, working in warehousing and buying my own house at only 24 years old. Mm. You know, I, I my education was just, you know, shit, uh, a GED. Right. And not even a GED at that point, you know. <laughs> But still, because I just continued to push and look and, you know, I was coming, I was having this success, if you want to say, in my life. Having a job, buying a car, a house, having two cars, you know. Like, oh, shit, I'm, you know, I've got the American dream. Okay, you know, it wasn't so much of a dream living with, living with a woman, it's work. And so that dream was kind of a nightmare. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to get out of this. <laughs> and real. You know, continue to push. My 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 wife at the time got pregnant, was having my daughter. Now that made me go, hey, you know, I really gotta push my life to this next level. So that now made me look to, to get into my uh, computer career that I wind up having. And it was in the midst of that of really having the success from that computer career that I can look at a point and say, shit, you know, I got everything I asked for, everything I asked for, the career. The headaches, the you know happiness, the bullshit, everything I could actually see that I was calling in. Like, damn, I'm getting everything. Even the big booty Latina girl that I was dating at that time. <laughs> I, you know, I have it. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, you, you know, like, oh yeah, shit, but yet I, I still feel this emptiness. Like I, I'm getting all this stuff, but I still feel empty. It's not mm. um, what what I thought it was going to be to have it all. You know, Cardi right. B on my arm and shit. But the, that revelation that I was the one that was focusing on this and calling it in, that started me on this now spiritual journey to say, you know, there's something to this. Something's going on here where my life is taking this direction that I'm steering it in. I just don't understand, you know, where I'm going. And the, the female, again, that was in my life, that was part of it. Like, Damn, I don't understand where I'm going. So here I'm driving with this. This thing, and I don't know why I'm even driving. I don't know why I've got this car. Damn. So that started me on this path to start now understanding my why. What even what the, what religion was talking about, you know, um, why we're making the decisions that we're making. And so that, you know, all those years ago, probably, what, 20 or so years ago, started me now just digging into myself. And so when you say guru, you know, a guru really is just someone who is uh, becoming more self-aware. They're trying to master themselves. And that's who a guru is, someone who, in a sense, has begun or is a master of themselves, mm -hmm. but not a master of anyone else. Right. Um, and what did you, what, what was the first step of, of mastering yourself? Or what was the first step of getting, to, getting more comfortable with yourself and finding understanding of yourself? Ooh. 
that, that first step, you know, it's like in, in Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, the first step is to admit that you're an alcoholic. And so it, it's the same thing, right? You'll find that if you read like, um, what book was that? Um, Think and Grow Rich. You know, they talk about the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous that he was just developing, developing this spiritual tool. And mm-hmm. so your first step is to acknowledge or take responsibility for your life, right? right? Like I'm the one making these decisions and thereby mm. I'm the one that has allowed that asshole or that bitch or that motherfucker into my life. Right. And, and when I can start taking that responsibility, now I can get on the other side of it and start looking for why that is. Why did I allow that person in? You exactly. empower yourself. Once you say it's me that's doing this, you actually gain more. Yeah, yeah, I've been, this is me, I did this. Even if you make <laughs> dumb decisions, it was me, you know. Right. Right, but, but that is so easy to say. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It, it's so easy to say, <laughs> oh, that's, that's me, that's whatever and shit, but it, it is not easy at all because the ego, the person that we think we are, is there defending itself. Saying no, 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 that wasn't me. <laughs> that or wasn't me. Excuse. Or yeah, 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 I did that. But I mean, like that. Of course, I did that with those circumstances on me. Duh. Right, right. <laughs> because of that person, you know, if that person this, if that person that, like, no, no, it was you. <laughs> what do you? Was, what do you feel like? What do you feel like your purpose is now? Ooh, my purpose, I think, is to put more people into themselves in that way to really begin to wake people up to the fact that they're these beautiful individuals, these complicated and blessed individuals. But it's like, for me, like I said, I was an atheist. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so now in this, this spiritual awakening, I'm, I feel exactly what they would say in the sense of wanting to spread the good news. Mm. That, that good news is is that you, you you don't have to suffer. You can actually look inward and find a pathway out. But people are so busy looking out that they can't find that pathway in. And and, and the That's world is keeping them distracted from that. Well. Hello. this thing so jay and i got disconnected briefly but because of the wi-fi but when we got back connected he comes back with that heat Uh, all right right. hey what's going on sorry about that i'm just walking around here enjoying just riffing no 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 it's all good it's all good it's okay i'm glad we're able to get back you know i think he was speaking too much truth and so they want to try and you know Some bullshit in the game. You know? <laughs> so if you could, if you could just dilute the truth a little bit, so no, I'll just say, please do not. Um, uh, <laughs> so you said you feel like you spread. You said people are not are not willing to look inward right now to even get to that place where we can start making these changes that we need to. Right? Exactly. Exactly. You know that because looking inward is that ego death. Mm. The death of who we think we are. Right. And and we got to understand, damn sure, the older you get, the more work you put into who you think you are. 
And so the, the more that ego is going to fight against it, it don't want to die. It want to continue being the right successful high school star. Right. You, you see people, you know, 10 years after high school, they still reminiscing about high school like it was yesterday. Wow. And that's the ego just there, just like, yeah, this is you. That's why everybody, that's why you deserve these things. <laughs> exactly. That person is sitting there and they're not present. They're living in yesterday. Right. They can't get to today and shit because they still stuck in yesterday and don't understand that wow. it has something to do with them. In this in this time, and what I mean by time, I mean political climate, climate. I mean uh, the the mindset, the public opinion. Uh, what does what does moving in love and 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 in understanding? What does that look like? Like, how do we do that when you got people literally saying things that, that believing in thing right right in front of you? Maybe you're in this workspace with this person that you know what I'm saying can hurt you, hurt your family. You know, uh, well, how do you? What is? How do we stay? Uh, open in this time? Ooh, well, love, acceptance, understanding, for me, they're all like kind of the same thing. And, and it, it's, it is, I think, when you get to, down to that word of that acceptance or that understanding, when you can have acceptance of someone else's backwards opinion, right? Not it be wrong, right? And it's even in the sense to say I'm being sarcastic or being an asshole by calling it backwards, right? Because that's me judging it. Right. It's someone's opinion. When you can just simply see it as their opinion and just let it go, then that's actual love. Like, oh, I fucking hate you, nigger. Okay. That is love. That is what it is. Yeah. Wow. That's is that is what it is. That's who now. If he was walking up to me and wanting to do something to me and whatever, you know, I gotta accept what that is and love him back. Mean defend myself. And so when I hit you with that right and that left, that's in love. For real. For real. <laughs> Deliver that with truth. <laughs> Excuse me. Boom. Boom. Exactly. <laughs> right. It, it, some people make that mistake that they think that, you know, love or 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 even, you know, in the sense of spirituality, it means to lay down and take shit from people. No, no, no. It means to stand up and understand that shit. Let me stand up and see like, oh, okay, here's a lost soul. As a lost soul, do I take them as someone found and now ask them questions about where they are? Or do I understand that they're lost and now leave them in that confusion? But right. we don't recognize that it's our confusion that attracts these lost people and now makes us want to deal with them. And so when we get um, involved with them, we want to say it's uh, their fault. As long as I don't have to deal with that person anymore, now I'm, I'm not going to uh, get into this issue anymore. You know, I, I got rid of that bad girlfriend or that bad boyfriend. And now I'm going to be able to have a good relationship and not really understand that, well, you're the one who interacted with that so-called bad boyfriend and bad girlfriend. And now all you're going to do is go interact with another one. If you're not able to take responsibility for any relationship in your life, you're doomed to repeat it. Wow. Groundhog Day. Now, uh, okay. 
you got on relationships, which is <laughs> what a, what a wonderful. Now, when I'm moving in in acceptance, and I'm moving in truth, and I'm moving in uh, what's the? It, it, I will say, and uh, with what reality is, right? And you speak that reality sometimes, and it sounds mm. it can sound uh, brutal or not even brutal. It could just sound cold because you're just stating what the situation is, right? Um, mm. Sometimes, like you, two, there's a misunderstanding. Hey, I feel like you. I feel like you know. Ah, I have examples at the tip of my tongue, but I just you know, <laughs> should you be? Should you be? rearranging your truth in the in the, in the relationship <laughs> mind should you be not and not the word rearranging softening the truth so you deliver it nicely do you struggle with that uh and uh, are, are you moving less in, are you moving less in in the reality and less in truth when you do things like that and i think you know what i'm saying I do. I do. It, it's a discussion I get into all the time about people like, why is it when I speak my truth, people don't want to accept it? Well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it, it, It's just like what, what I just pointed out, right? When I, I had to check myself and go back and say, oh, that was my judgment by saying it was a backwards opinion. Right. Like that, that subtle sarcasm. We don't get, we don't see, we don't hear our, our own shit talking. Mm. Or let me say judgment. Right. And so we're mistaking for truth is our judgment usually. And we know it based on how the person received it, how it bounced off them. Right. Because if I'm talking, speaking truth, I'm saying what is, I'm actually talking in love, then it lands on people. Right. When someone's sincere and honest and sharing some some deep shit you sitting there damn near in tears yourself there is no comeback right had someone speaking in love right and that love is only what they know and the only thing we can know is some shit about ourselves but the minute i'm telling mark about mark what mark did or what mark thought or what mark whatever i'm judging mark and now what i'm saying is just my truth mark has to defend himself against what is supposed to be my truth but it was actually my judgment mm. and the person hearing me talking about myself what they hear is me saying that shit about your backwards opinion right I opinion backwards motherfucker right. and you're like well, wait a minute i was making this other point but they become distracted by that judgment and that's usually what we find is that we're not speaking truth we're mixing some of our truth in with our judgment no it's so true and now how can i what do I do with that, right? It's like I, I learned that lesson speaking with uh, some gentlemen who Jehovah Witnesses to this day, right? If I had to figure out, like, you know, well, what was it that I was saying in my judgment? It's like, oh, shit, you know, it was me talking mess about them being black men and this and that. And so I'm still carrying judgment around that. And now that made me have to say, you know, what does it mean to be a black man? Who am I to say? That, you know, if you don't believe this history, if you don't believe that history, that makes you good or bad, so-called black man. And when I got that, I was like, okay, let me put my shit down. Let me stop pushing my shit on other people. And now we can have an actual conversation in love. Mm. Yeah. And I said, the other gentleman, was because we were having these heated conversations on religion, right? He had like three or four Bibles. But once I made that change, he started crying. And I was like, oh, shit. 
This is real. This is real. No, it is. Everything is love is mm. And all those things are, are, are true. And I think about the times that I have said, I'm speaking my truth, but most likely it is a judgment. I am adding my own bias to it. And that's why it does bounce off. Bounce off the incorrect way. So that, that makes uh, that, that makes a, a lot of sense. Um, what as a as a uh, you you do you know what uh, intersectionality is? Um, sort of. I've heard it, but I don't have the definition right here. Okay, no problem. It's, it is a it is a a, a concept. Um, it, it's pretty much the the you know it's the different uh sections in in which it's the different sections in which uh people can identify and and identify themselves and identify be identified by society right mm. so you have a you you can you know i'm a black male that's my intersection i'm a black i identify as a black straight male right but uh you know another uh, another black black male could be gay right now we are at different intersections because he's gay right so he has a total different struggle right that man i have different privileges now that black man has a total different outlook on everything and and is going to you know what i'm saying have different political views and all those type of things you know uh if it's a a black uh black woman right you know saying she's gonna have total different views and total uh things then black uh then a black queer woman is going to have even different okay right these ideas they are real and and and, uh, the way that we've looked at the world has made has not identified those people and made then there's no representation for them and so their views are either not even known or no one's there voting for them and there's just nothing you know saying no one speaks to them their story goes unheard right nobody represents their intersectionality yes right no one represents their junction there's no one standing for them people they have to choose whether they go for gays whether they go for black people whether they go for women you know what i'm saying um Mm -hmm. and it's tense and and the world and everyone's trying to strip that i I don't know whether do you have you heard you've heard about these type of things right you've heard slightly people with these conversations in a way Mm -hmm. do you feel in this type of time do you feel like those those people and i have friends that are uh, of these of these different you know uh identifiers um for the movement <laughs> that needs to happen politically you feel like these things are separating us do we think do should we just lump all into one or do we all need to uh l- listen to each other's stuff even though it could be even though it could be pulling us in all type of different directions and as a whatever party you want to vote you know I do. Complex question, but do you? You know, I've heard you talk politically before, and they're like, "I love your points of view." Uh, You feel like that stuff, or those people, those sanctions are like pulling us apart. You know, I think people aren't one recognizing the intersectionality of today. Uh huh. Right? It's like there's. The uh, whole 2020 thing, the Mayan calendar saying things are coming to an end. And they were like, what? And, you know, I, I can't believe people are so, but I, I get it. Most people don't really understand the depths of what's going on. But there's these things called ages, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And so in the 70s and shit and whatever, people were talking about, oh, it's the age of Aquarius. 
right? What does all that shit mean? Right. So there's the ending of the age of Pisces and now coming into the age of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. And, and what we see happening today is the breakdown of our understandings, our cultural concepts, mm. right? Cultural concepts that were basically baked in back from 2,000 years ago that uh-huh. today they, they can't hold up. And so now you have all these people beginning to question their religion, their sexuality, their, their very makeup. The, the collective ego that we've lived under for all these years is really just beginning to break down. They, they can't continue to stand on the same assumptions that we were once making, right? That there was a black and white man. Like, we, we know that's bullshit because we see this whole, you know, spectrum of people, right? Or this is what a man is and that's what a woman is. We're like, well, you can't say that anymore, right? Because now we can see that there's a whole spectrum of people. And so now all the norms and shit that this society was built on and claimed to have created have, like, fallen apart. And so it is in a sense of, of driving us apart, but it's driving us apart from the old norms. It's like and driving us down into new so norms. Can come together. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because people are identifying themselves based on the binary system that um, they originally were being identified in. And so these people who now don't want to be labeled as this or that are just creating new labels, cisgender and so on and so forth. I, I get it. I get that you want to identify yourself, but until you really just understand that you're a human fucking being, and that means infinite possibilities, everything else is bullshit. That's what people don't want to accept. You can whatever. You could be a bum. You could be gay. You could be you know, fucking rich. You could be poor. You can be whatever the fuck you want if you put your mind to it. Right. There is no way to identify Again, the infinite spirit. Because every last one of us is the same spirit, just separated by time space. Where mm. you were born, when you were born, gives you who you think you are. Period. <laughs> well, what powers you? It's the same damn spirit. Asking for the same damn love. Ain't nobody else looking for nothing else. They all looking for love. And the ones who aren't, we understand them to be mentally deficient. Oof. Yeah. What are where are you getting your where are you getting your that was beautiful and I thank you. For that. <laughs> <laughs> so I give it back to that. Clarify, you know, nail, nail the hammer. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I have, I have a man. My, my I've been speaking, uh, and and in in context, you know, to my audience. In context of dating, and in context of a male and a and a and a, a man and a woman in heteronormative things, I've been speaking about it, and I'm speaking generalizing about what happens in a relationship. And some of those roles, when you fall in a relationship, they do pop up, and it is true, and it does happen, and, and it can happen in dating, and it does. I will say it could be helpful, but over the is that all I want to limit myself to? It's not, you know, and so. I, I, conversations have popped up into my life making me question those things with friends that are not within those within those two things that I'm talking about and I just realized I don't want to sound I'm not that guy I don't want to just sound <laughs> limiting like that there's a whole world here you know exactly you know you know what I'm saying let me tell you I, I, after being married 25 years and now not being married and 
having a different girlfriend. There's all kind of new shit I'm discovering that I could do. <laughs> <laughs> different you know? dynamics, yeah. And, and so that, that, that's sort of the problem that even people, I think, get into with relationships is that they want to get into an assumption instead of a relationship. Right? An assumption is, oh, this is how a man and a woman should be together. Mm-hmm. That's a goddamn problem, right? Because a relationship is how, how you are in each moment. How, how are you relating? Wow. Top moment to moment. Exactly. How do we relate? Yeah. It is not to be assumed. You are responsible for moment to moment. That is your relationship. It's very true. Um, more beauty. Where uh where, <laughs> okay, so and where can uh if we if, if people have been floored, like I'm sure they will be, um, where can I where can we find more of this? <laughs> well, I've really put out uh monkey bullshit that's me more talking shit about politics and whatever, but there's since letter that exists, which is my website and uh, my soon to be YouTube pages of me having these discussions with the, my Jehovah Witness friend. Actually, mm-hmm. we still have our discussions on Sunday, and I've been uh, wanting to continue to post our discussions, and so that'll be found up on Tenth Letter's website and on uh, Facebook. Okay. And tenth letter will be where they would find you on Facebook, right? Or they can find my website, tenth letter. They can, you can spell it out, tenth L E T T E R, or with the numbers one zero T H L E T T E R dot com. Uh, beautiful. Is is there anything you're reading right now that uh, you feel like something that uh, we should we should be looking at? Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know it's. Yeah, you hit me with that question. I mean, right now I'm in the because I'm in this political realm and I'm really trying to break down white supremacy to folks mm-hmm. right? as a mental concept. It, it's really good uh, to read like white fragility and white rage. But it's really, I think what we were talking about in the beginning of the show is, you know, how do I sit there with a coworker or a friend who have these opinions that might be harmful to me and my family? Mm hmm. Right. One, you got to understand why they have that opinion. And if you do understand now, you can really kind of go at the pillars of it. And right? not move go in emotion at... now. Exactly. Know. Yeah, exactly. Not be this angry nigga. Right. <laughs> it's understanding. So I can actually reach and have love because I can see that I have understanding for it and I have acceptance rather than it just being this ball of like, how could you possibly... <laughs> be saying this to me exactly mm-hmm. exactly and that's where we usually stand like how dare they have like this means he fucking hates me and wants to kill my family right we're like there with it and shit and they're like i'm i'm just speaking these points of view i believe yeah but it becomes connected <laughs> that rhetoric is connected to this which is connected to that which comes in now you like Okay, you know, and we get triggered. We triggered. Right. We have right because we're connected into a way that they, as you know, whatever their cultural understanding is, not connected to it. Mm-hmm. They don't have to deal with things in that same way, right? They they don't have family members dealing with the system in that way, right? And so you know, I, I, I've been you know in the car with a friend's father who was a correctional officer and listening to him talk about how, you know, all the men in there deserve it and so on and so forth. I get, dude, you don't, you don't have nobody locked up like that because, it, you know, the, the war on drugs wasn't for European Americans. 
Right. Um, well, Jay, um, I'm out. I'm definitely going to have you back. Um, this has been great. <laughs> this has been great so far. Uh, 10th letter, 10th letter.com, right? And also, yep. bullshit is where they can find. And that's on YouTube right now, you said. It's on YouTube and there's monkeybullshit.com. I'm still developing the page, but it'll point you to YouTube. You can find it on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, all over, actually. <laughs> well, again, I thank you very much. And, uh, you know, uh, man, I can't wait to do this again, man. This is great. You, you anytime, anytime. For sure. Talk to you later, Mark. Peace. Bye. Well, this has been Awkward Philosophy with Mark Boyd. I know you've learned a lot. So have I. We're on this journey together. I want to give a special thanks to Daray Stinson, uh, Danica Maya, and Jay for coming through and blessing us with their essence. Until next time, I wish you all peace and prosperity and uh, good sex.